<laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, everyone. Morgan here. Thank you so much for listening to the Rogue Preparedness Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about how to be prepared in small spaces like RVs or apartments, um, urban settings, things like that. I think that this is a um, problem with people. You know, I think that um, they don't really understand like how to be prepared in these small spaces because they look at some preppers and they're like, well, I, I have to have, you know, the big homestead, you know, 20 acres, and I got to have, you know, the big backyard and the big house and all this stuff, you know. But um, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I currently live in an RV. And we've lived in an RV since uh, the end of 2019. Since about October of 2019, we lived, we've lived in an RV. And before that, I've lived in suburbs and, you know, like regular houses, small houses, couple of big houses, but mostly small houses and apartments. And guess what? I've been prepared in every single one of them. I'm not saying this to make anyone feel bad, but I think that we need to change our mindset a little bit and we need to make our situation work for whatever we're doing. Like, let's say you want a full-time RV or you just want to live in an RV. You don't want to downsize, whatever the case may be. Well, um, there's actually a lot of storage options inside of your RV, even for the smallest RV, like little travel trailer or something. You can have just like a bin of prepper stuff. Um, and then you could have some food storage in there as well. I think I have about, I would say about 30 days worth of canned food in this RV right now. And then I do have Mylar bags and stuff um, outside in the shed. But in the RV itself, I have about 30 days worth of food. Because I just, I keep a well-stocked RV and I get creative. Um, we have under the bed space um, for from our kids and we put a bunch of food underneath um, our kids' bed. We also have um, like hangers and I'll put bags and then I'll put stuff in those bags and hang it off of stuff. I'll hang the bag off of those hooks. And then we have, um, you know, we have hooks everywhere. I'm just looking around right now. Like we have hooks literally everywhere. We have hooks for our um, headlamps right next to the door and our keys right next to the door. And we have hooks for our coats and we have hooks for um, our our towels for the shower. And speaking of our shower, um, in order to save space in there, we put a bunch of hooks around so that we could hang up like our, you know, razors or, um, we could, uh, we have this one, um, dispenser. It's a soap dispenser. It's a four soap dispenser. You could put soaps and shampoos and conditioners in there. And that has saved so much space. We don't have bottles everywhere. I just love that soap dispenser. And we just like, it's wonderful. Um, you know, you just got to get creative with your space. Closets alone, like if you live in an apartment, your closet, even if, like most apartments come with just one closet. I have never lived in an apartment that doesn't come with at least one closet. Now there are studio apartments or smaller apartments that maybe don't have a closet, but usually apartments will come with like one closet, right? And so that closet um, could be used for storage. And you would be amazed at how much you can pack into a closet. You just get some of those uh, bins, like um, they're the uh, Home Depot bins. 
you get some of those bins and you put it and you stuff like a bunch of stuff in it, right? Food, uh, preps, whatever. And then you put it in the closet. There it's in a nice, cool, dark space. Okay. Usually those closets aren't against any outside walls, but if they are, do, do be careful, you know, the sun getting, getting hot in there. But, uh, if you have an inside interior closet that gets no sun exposure, that's even better. You know, it will generally stay cooler. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, under your beds, um, behind your couches or even under your couch, if you have that space, you can literally make, um, a table out of those bins and just put like a little, a cloth over it. And it could just be like your side table. No one would know. How would they know? No one will know. And so, um, uh, again, the hooks using your wall space, I think people don't utilize their wall space enough. Shelving get shelving. I can't tell you how much of a difference shelves make. It's all about organization. Getting shelves up against those walls or on the walls, you can build shelves on the walls or get some shelves that you buy from like Home Depot or something that you just assemble and put against the wall. Amazing, just wildly different. And so, um, yeah, so shelves, get shelves. And then in addition to shelves, get a bunch of little, little tiny containers. Uh, you can go to the dollar store and there's these little plastic containers. They all have lids. Um, they have solid, solid color, color containers, I think too. But anyway, get the, get the containers and then just start, you know, stacking them up on those shelves. I mean, it, I can't, like I said, I can't tell you how much of a difference it makes. Um, shelves in general, like if you have any closets, um, or any type of storage area, like in our RV, um, we have a bunch of storage inside, but none of it has any shelving or anything. So we actually installed shelves into those closets and it's, it's like totally transformed the space. It made it more organized. It made it available to actually put more stuff in because of those shelves. So organization and getting creative are going to be keys. Now, you may be thinking, you know, what about, you know, trying to be more self-sufficient? Well, a lot of people, you know, they look at their small space and they're like, well, I can't can because I'm in the small space. I can't dehydrate. Did you know that I um, can, I water bath can and I pressure can inside this small RV? Now it does take up a lot of space. So sometimes I have to tell my husband, look, you got to take the kids because (laughs) it's taking up some space and I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta have this space, you know, without them wandering around, but sometimes they can help. And, but most of the time it's usually just me. My kids are young, too young to be handling hot, you know, peeling and doing that hot stuff, but soon, soon they can help. (laughs) Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I can, if I can can in my small RV, you can do literally anything. And I actually got creative with a dehydrator. I built a solar dehydrator. So now that solar dehydrator is outside. It's not even inside my space. It's outside. And there's lots of stuff that you can store outside. Like if you have a tiny little shed outside, like let's say you live in an urban space, or let's say you have just like a off-site storage or something, you could store some preps. Usually you wouldn't store um, food but you can definitely store water and you can store general other preps um, in those type of spaces. And yes, you can store water in warm spaces just as long as there's no direct sunlight. 
and it, as long as it stays in like a in a I'm sorry in a dark place, it will it will keep. I have water that's been in our Jeep for a year, and it's been kept underneath the seats and covered with blankets. And I pulled it out recently and drank from it, and it was perfectly fine. And it gets you know ninety plus degrees here, and so in the car it's even hotter, right? So um, we do store stuff in our Jeep as well, but it's all kind of layered, you know, like we store some stuff in the Jeep and we store some stuff here. Sorry for the wind. It's starting to starting to kick up. Um, but yeah, so again, we just have to really get creative. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we can store maybe off site, you know, maybe that can be like additional caches or something. You know, oh, I, I don't need that right now. I only need that for certain instances or I'll only need that for camping or whatever the case may be. And you, you can store that stuff off site. Um, or in your storage shed, you know, if you happen to be able to have one, you may be able to just have a bin outside as well. Like if you have a, an apartment porch or something like that, you could just have like a bin of, I don't know, just extra prepper gear or something out there. So it's not inside your home, but it's outside. It could also be like a little table outside when you're out there. Hey, you know, getting creative. Um, and then, so when we're talking about trying to be more self-sufficient, we want to think about our space. What can we do in our space? Could we <clears throat> could we possibly do container gardening on our porch? I bet you you probably could. Could we do just indoor gardening? Yeah, you probably could. You probably could do some indoor gardening um, with some herbs at the very least. You know, if you have a nice sunny window or a nice sunny spot, you could most likely do just whatever gardening you want, you know, within whatever space that you have. Um, and then on your porch, you know, you could do like, let's say you get, um, you know, partial sun on your porch. You don't get full sun, but you get, you know, partial sun. So you have partial shade. So you want to grow crops that are going to be good in that partial sun um, area. But still, you know, like maybe it'll still get some sun, but it won't get all the sun, you know, whatever the case may be. And so you're, you're growing, you could do aquaponics, you know, uh, you could do, uh, arrow, you could do the arrow gardens inside the arrow gardens are nice because you could do, um, uh, like a lot of, uh, lettuce, a lot of leafy greens and stuff. You can sprout your own stuff. You could do microgreens indoors, super easy. Again, just as long as you have like a sunny window, I did microgreens here. Um, just along our one sunny window that we have, and it turned out great. Um, you know, maybe you won't be producing enough to can or dehydrate or whatever, but you'll be producing food of your own that could definitely go towards, you know, your household. I mean, that's huge. And at the same time, you're still prepping as much as you possibly can, you know. Um, clear out some space of things that you just don't want or need. And again, utilize the space that you have. Going up vertically is one of the best options, especially like when it comes to gardening. Vertical gardening is extremely underrated. You could do a vertical garden like inside your house, especially if you have like a nice sunny window or door or something like that. It just kind of gets in there. Or you could have grow lights inside. You could do the grow lights with like a little on like a little shelf inside and you can so you can grow more that way. 
And that's a really good way to grow indoors too with grow lights. Grow lights are super energy efficient these days too, which is great. And when it comes to like being, um, speaking of energy efficient, when it comes to being connected to the power grid, you can definitely do things you know, like having little tiny solar panels to charge your phone or other devices, that kind of thing, you know, and being prepared for blackouts, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, also don't forget your plans. I always have to mention this, but just because you're in a small space, you know, especially I think because you're in a small space, you need, you still need plans. You always need plans, bug in plans, bug out plans, blackout plans, you know, what are you going to do if this, that, and the other and especially if you're in an apartment, like how are you going to exit? You know, if you're like on a second, third, fourth, fifth, you know, or higher floor, how are you going to be exiting your building? And you really got to have plans for that fire, uh, you know, plans, things like that. So really make sure that, you know, you're not blocking any emergency exits or anything like that. Like if you have plants on your porch, of course, don't block your doors or anything like that. And uh, always make sure if you have one of those expandable ladders that you can still use it and get down, right? So, you know, just make sure that you are utilizing your space. Again, vertical in small spaces is the way to go. You know, try to use vertical as much to your advantage. Shelving, shelving, shelving. (laughs) Uh, I can't stress that enough. Um, But, you know, any way that you can make it work for your space, get creative. It can be done. And I do want to quickly talk about RV preparedness here in just a minute. So first of all, um, we don't have a black tank. I want to like do a whole blog post about this, but we don't have a blog. We don't have a black tank. And what that means is that we don't have to, um, we don't have like a regular toilet. So we don't have to empty the black tank. You have a tank in your RV and it fills up, you know, when you go to the bathroom and then you have to empty it. Well, we have a compost toilet instead. I love the compost toilet. I will never go back to a regular toilet. I only do regular toilets, just waste, just incredible amount of water, even the energy efficient ones. Um, but you know, it's, it's just kind of like a waste. Like, I mean, it's literally waste, but you know, um, having the compost toilet, I, I can, you know, there, there's, there's very little resources being wasted there and there's no mess, no nothing. Anyway, um, there's no possible for, you know, overflowing or anything like that. So, um, anyway, we don't have a black tank. So if you want to live in your RV or travel in your RV or whatever, get a compost toilet. I can't stress this enough. Next, um, we have solar. We are a hundred percent on solar. So if you want to live in an RV, get your RV set up for solar and then you can boondock and you can go anywhere your heart desires. Okay. And that's, that was important to us. You know, it was important for us to not have to go to parks you know, to RV parks or, you know, pay somewhere to park. We wanted to go anywhere we, we felt like it. And solar helped with that. And the, and the compost helped with that too. The compost toilet helped with that too, because we didn't have to leave anywhere, you know, to go empty it every two days or whatever. And uh, the next is onboard water. We have an 80 gallon onboard water tank um, that we, um, used to fill. We don't have it filled now. Actually, we do have it filled a little bit for just like emergency purposes. Um, just in case, you know, we always have it kind of filled a little bit, but anyway, um, that should always be filled before you ever like are going to go to a camping spot, but don't, um, don't fill it while you're driving. Don't have it full. Cause that's just 80, 80 gallons worth of weight that you don't need while you're driving. 
the next is going to be um, water purification systems. So have have like we have a Berkey, but other than that, have a maybe an onboard water purification system as well, so that if you're ever you know hauling water. Uh, you have those water purification systems in place to where you can use those and, uh, you know, they're on board with your RV. Um, in addition to that, I think that, um, you know, <clears throat> RVing in a small space, again, like all these things that I've been talking about, the vertically and the, and the uh, hooks and the, you know, organization, that's all stuff I do right now in the RV. And that's all stuff I did when I was living in a house in an apartment. You know, you have to make this space work for you. <clears throat> but the bins and the organization and the shelving and everything, using the space to your ability, but not having it like super cluttered, but just using your space wisely, you know, using your, um, uh, your, all, just all your space wisely, right? Um, store whatever you don't need at your house, like camping stuff or whatever, try to store off site or try to store like in a bin outside or something like that, if you can. Okay. I know that weather doesn't always permit that, but, um, you know, uh, do what you can, you know, um, living in an RV or living in small spaces is really not that much different to me. Like I'm always outdoors and speaking of the outdoors, one last thing that you want to consider and think about with your small spaces is learning more skills. So before I live, I, we moved into the RV, I had to get rid of a lot of my prep stuff. Like I had 10 times more stuff than I have now even. And it made me very anxious, it made me anxious, you know, and I was like, you know what? I don't like the feeling that getting rid of this stuff is making me so anxious. And I realized I was relying so heavily on this stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm a prepper and I'm a prepper at heart and I always will be. And I think that this stuff will help me. I think that this stuff is valuable to me. And I like having this stuff around to help me be prepared and to thrive when I need it. But at the same time, I need to start learning skills more skills, way more skills so that I don't have to rely on this stuff. So that if I didn't have paracord, I knew how to go out and actually make cordage from the wild, right? Or if I didn't have a knife, I knew that I could go find a rock and sharpen it and use that or go find just an already sharpened rock, right? That jagged rock. Um, I could find these things in the wild and I could find what nature could provide. Okay. Making skills, fishing, hunting, foraging for food with wild edibles, um, including bugs, all these things, these are skills, okay? Collecting water and purifying it, that's a skill. All these things that cover your basic needs are skills that we need to be learning. You know, if, if you live somewhere in which you can't have animals, that's fine. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that, but still learn those skills. You know, and even if you're in an urban environment, you can still learn to hunt and fish and, and all these things. You can learn these things very easily. There's urban wild foraging, you know, just, you know, wash things before you eat them, basically, you know, just like any other vegetable. But it's, so these are all just very important, you know, to, to learn, you know, you don't want to rely so much on stuff. You want to rely more on your skills and knowledge and practice these skills as often as you can. 
And that's my best advice when it comes to living in small spaces and really living and prepping anywhere. It doesn't even matter if it's a small space or not. I think it's important to to learn skills no matter what. It's important to also be prepared with the with, you know, food, water, stuff, you know, whatever you need. It's important for all this stuff. You know, it all makes a difference. So have a good balance. And while you're prepping, continue to learn skills, read books, read blogs, you know, watch videos, listen to podcasts like you are now, <laughs> and just get creative. Really take a cold, hard look at your space and imagine how it could be transformed to be better suited, you know, for prepping and organization and, and more food storage and whatever else you may need. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope that this was educational a little bit. Uh, please let me know if you have any other questions. You can always find me at roguepreparedness.com. You can find me at my um, YouTube or Instagram by searching rogue preparedness. Thank you so much for being here. And if you like this podcast, please um, leave me a review and you can just let me know too, anywhere. Thank you all so much for watching, or um, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Conquer tomorrow by preparing today. And I'll talk to you later. Bye.